It sure seems like this pandemic has been dragging on so much longer than any of us could have ever anticipated. Kind of like the production of this series. Well, hey, we've had a lot of upheaval and uncomfortable adjustments to manage our way through, just like the rest of the world. But we're still here, damn it. And so are you. So that is something we can all be proud of. For the final installment of our 1918-2020 series, we offer a wistful, romantic, and delightfully creepy story penned by our dear and multi-talented friend Tim MacArthur in his first audio play as part of our FMT Writer's Cabal. Perhaps it's not too much of a stretch to imagine. A lonely wind that carries an airborne pestilence searching for a host upon which to feed. Where might such a wind carry us? Who does it interact with? What story would it tell us? And what might that story tell us about ourselves? Are you prepared to make such a discovery? If you strain to listen to the sound of that wind, you may hear the muted cries of some long-forgotten ghosts. C.W.C. Wolsey, your calm in the storm, your canary in the coal mine, your voice of reason ready to vaccinate the virus of pandemic panic. I am proud to pen this weekly editorial as presented by the New York Gazette Post-Tribune Globe, America's finest and most historically accurate periodical paper. I call this column the Pandemic Log, or Plog. Well, then I, C.W.C. Wolsey, will deliver you tips, tricks, and sound advice to thrive in these trying times. Now that the Spanish flu, or as I like to call it, the paella pukes, has forced us all to stay inside, have you found your inner cuckoo clock chiming a few too many times upon the hour? You know, when you contract a case of the crazies and your eyeballs spin around in different directions. There you are, wandering around the park, barefooted with bedhead in your bedroom attire, asking strangers, have you seen my mommy? What day is it? Do you know that I write a popular weekly editorial column? Of course you have. We all have. All of us. Every single one of us. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's simply a sign that you need to be taking better care of yourself, because you are a queen. Indulge in those guilty pleasures. It's okay to binge. Listen to as many phonographs as you like. Burn your candles down to the wick. Curl up with some of your favorite trashy novels, like a little Abraham Stoker or Arthur Conan Doyle. My wife loves to read The Real Housewives of England, the Bronte sisters. Or, if you are quarantining alone, perhaps something a little more... salacious? Turn down your lamps, ladies, and allow me to read you a passage from one of my favorites. Well, my wife's favorites. <clears throat> Amanda slowly peeled away the many layers of her frothy crinolines, revealing the precipice, the naked arch of her snow-white ankle. Oh, how lovely, thought Jonathan, as their evening of courtship came to an abrupt end. I'm C.W.C. Wolsey, and this has been another entry into the Pandemic Log.
I can see you, babe. Oh, but you're frozen and I can't hear you. Wait, let me try in the kitchen. Any better? Yes, there you go. Can you hear me now? Hello? I can hear you. Oh, I swear the reception in this house is shocking. They never told me that when I bought it. I did. We also have a really bad storm heading tonight. Not as bad as the nor'easters that used to hit Boston when I was a kid, but sure strong enough to cause some external damage. That won't help with the dodgy phone signal. I did say make sure you checked that out before you bought the house. I know it's old and quaint, but it's got to be functional, especially when I come down for a weekend. Who knows when that will be after yesterday's announcement. We just have to bide our time. What have they said at the ER? Well, cases are increasing really rapidly. The problem is, we don't know what we're dealing with, how we treat the patients, how it's transmitted, what treatments are going to save lives, and what's going to kill people. It's grim. To be honest, it isn't going to go away in any hurry. We should have had lockdown last week. I agree, babe. Bojo left it too long. Anyway, let's not talk about politics. I am knackered. I literally have just got in. I was only supposed to work till six. Promise me you'll make sure that you'll look after yourself? I will try. Promise? There are just so many new patients admitted every hour. You have enough uh, protection? What's it called? PPE. At the moment, yes. Don't worry. I'm following all the protocols and trying to keep safe. Wish I was there, babe. I would give you a massive hug. Look at you, cutie. I can't believe all this has happened. It's a disaster. It was never a question of if, just when. They knew a pandemic would happen. I mean, the last one was over a hundred years ago. It's like San Fran waiting for the next big one. What's the latest with the furniture? Oh, God, it's a nightmare. It's just going on and on. I think I'll join you. Hold on. Cheers, baby. Cheers. Miss you. So, the furniture. Well, they still can't deliver it because their main driver has tested positive for COVID and is in the hospital. Apparently he was admitted today. Don't they have any other drivers? No, because it's a family business. They all work and live together. It's him and his sons. They're all in isolation now. Sorry. Who knows when I'll get all my stuff. I can't unpack because I don't have any boxes to unpack. Good job we bought that inflatable bed from Ikea. The Swedish giants of the world. It's comfortable, actually. Be more comfortable if you were here. I did manage to do a little bit of painting today. That's good. I also looked at repainting the yard fence. I thought maybe a brighter shade? A seaside color. Well, yes, a bright color. And I tried to repair a few of the steps on the staircase. Some of them are a little loose for my liking. I should say so. I nearly went flying on one of them last time I was there. I had a rummage around the basement where I found an old armchair, so at least I have something to sit on. It's a bit springy, but it's okay. I hate the thought of you not having your things around you. Guess what? Oh, oh, in the attic, I did find something interesting. I found this box full of some old pictures of people I presume must have lived here at some point in the past. Amazing. Also, I found some of what appeared to be love letters. Wow. Have you read any of them? A few, yes. They are really sweet. I think they date from about 1917 to 1920. I'm 
mean, that house is quite old. I'm not surprised you found them. The real estate agent said that no one had lived here for a good 20-odd years. Strange that. He must do some research into the history of the house. Ask some of the neighbors. A majority of them look quite ancient. I'm sure they might remember. Betsy, who's two doors down, told me it's been in the same family for a long time. She remembers playing on the porch with a young girl, Molly, or something. But no one can really remember who lived here before that. So, tell me about these letters. Yes. It's from a Miss Elizabeth Rose Mudd to a Miss Mary Jane Hubbard. They are very affectionate for ladies of that period of time. In what way? Well, their friendship seems to be a little special. Especially for at the end of the First World War. They're like how you and me are special. (laughs) What? Lesbians? Well, I've only read a few, but yes, I think they were. Oh, I do love a good old lesbian love story. (laughs) Let me get the box. The first one, I think, is from July 4th, 1917. Uh, Hold on, the front door is just blown open. Right. I think this is the first one. My dearest Mary, it was so good to receive your last letter. I do do remember our special special walk walk in the wood. Admiring the cluster of newly formed daffodils, then back to afternoon tea at Mother's. Our discussions of the mutual respect and understanding we have for each other bring me great comfort and joy. I do hope and trust that your healing hands are bringing some relief to our soldiers fighting for us. When will this wretched war be over? So many innocent lives lost. Take care, my love. Love, Elizabeth. How sweet. So Mary was a nurse, was she? Yes. Isn't it bizarre that she was a nurse and I'm a doctor? There's more. My dear Elizabeth. Elizabeth is such an old name. Don't interrupt. Listen. My dear Elizabeth, thank you for your last correspondence. Every time I receive a letter from you, it brings me peace and joy. Even though at times... It is difficult to read them when one is surrounded by one's fellow nurses. The hospital I am now working in is very distressing, as well as having many soldiers injured from the war. Some soldiers are being struck down by a new, severe and strange outbreak of pneumonia. To know that you are safe and well brings me comfort. I hate this wretched war. It makes me sick to the bone. Even though I am not religious, as we have discussed confidentially on many occasions, I do find myself praying that life will return to normal, that we can once more walk through the wood together and be in awe of the dazzling colours of the autumn leaves. Stay safe and be discreet with this letter. Until then, my love. Yours, Mary. How sweet and old-fashioned. I can't even remember when we last went for a walk together in the wood. We did when we first met, and you were trying to woo me. Woo? What sort of word is that? I think those letters are playing a bit too much on your mind. It's 2020, not 1915. 
1917. Know your history. Whatever the year it is. And yes, if you want to put it like that, I was trying to woo you. And get in my knickers. And get in your knickers. Cheeky. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, God, the lights have gone off now. This place is falling apart. You did want to buy an old house. Yes, because it has character. It certainly does. Like you. Oodles from you. Well, that's me sitting in the dark for the rest of the evening. I wonder whether the whole street is out. Well, look, I have to go to bed. Early shift tomorrow. I think I'm going to go to bed too and read these letters by the light on my phone. How romantic. They probably read their letters by candlelight. Hmm. Sweet dreams, my angel. You too. Please be careful. I will try. I don't want you catching COVID. Make sure you protect yourself. You know, I can't promise that. I have to help. It's all hands on deck. Heart on your sleeve. Love you. I love you too. My dear Mary, I was so very very sad to hear about your brother's passing. I cannot imagine your distress. How sad for your sister-in-law to be widowed at such a young age, with a young baby to look after. I hope you are able to help guide her and Molly at this difficult and challenging time. Molly? Oh my. I am sending you so much love. I wish I was near you to console you in these extremely dark times in which we find ourselves. Hello? Hello? (laughs) I'm just going crazy. Uh, Find ourselves. The other day I was thinking of you and remembering remembering our walks walks in the wood. Drinking afternoon tea in the scent of the bluebells, then later picking the blackberries together for Mother's jam. Our fingers all stained. How I long for our old way of living. Oh, dear me. Oh. I dreamt of you, my love. Your hair shining in the sun's rays, the freshness of your skin, and your sweet smell of rose. Oh, dear. Mary. 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 Hey, sorry to disrupt you while you're trying to get your thrill on. Don't worry, we'll keep things nice and chilly for you until we come back after these messages.
Professor Mary McArthur. Thank you very much indeed. And now, here is the 9 o'clock news from the BBC World Service. The latest coronavirus fatalities for the UK yesterday reached an all-time high of 839. Meanwhile, New York has emerged as the world's new COVID-19 hotspot. Despite this, the White House continues to deny responsibility for the severity of the pandemic and downplays the increasing infection and fatality rate. New York City Hold on, let me turn the radio off. I wasn't expecting to hear from you till later. You okay? No, I've been sent home. What? I have a temperature. Oh, do you think it's COVID? I'm not sure. I feel dreadful. Babes, are you going to be okay? Oh, I wish I was there. Should I come to London? We're in lockdown. We're not allowed to travel, remember? But if you're sick, you need help. I'll be fine. We'll see. What have you been up to? I really like your hair today. Thanks. I thought I'd do it slightly different. The weather's been gorgeous today. I went for a walk along the beach and found this cute little foresty wooded area. Do you think it's the wood where the old lesbos went for their secret touch sessions? Uh, don't make the relationship sound so cheap. They clearly loved each other. There is a real love and fondness in those letters. Listen to this. My dear Mary, today has, has been, been a, a wretched, wretched and miserable day. A storm hit the town and the rain seemed endless. I recalled a storm we endured together as we sat in Mother's drawing room making small talk before she decided to read us her poetry. Have you read them all yet? (coughs) Of course not. I fell asleep reading some of them last night. They are strangely comforting and bring me joy. (coughs) At least they're keeping you occupied. You know, the strangest thing happened... I was so tired last night. I went to sleep, and then all of a sudden, around 3 a.m., I woke up wide awake. I couldn't get back to sleep. I had this strong urge to paint. It only took me about two hours. What's really strange is when I finished, I had painted a forest, and it felt like I had been there before. It's played on my mind all day because it looked like the wooded area I found after my walk along the beach this morning. So tranquil and peaceful. It's one of the quickest paintings I've ever painted. As soon as I picked up the brush, I couldn't stop until it was finished. It was like I was possessed. Then I was so, so tired and went back to sleep. You have been like that before with your painting. (coughs) When you get inspired. This was different. It was as though I dreamt about it then painted Lizzie's and Mary's secret happy place. You creative types, full of drama. (coughs) (coughs) Look, (coughs) I am struggling to speak. I'm going to have a nap. Call me if you need anything. Love you. Yes, you too. Now, where was I? Ah. My darling Mary. Today has been... been a dreadful day. The Spanish flu seems to be running riot through our town. We have sadly lost our dear Aunt Florence. 
Mother is frightfully upset. They have been loyal friends for many, many years. I am very worried and concerned for Mother. She is very sprightly for her age and lives a healthy life, but this pandemic seems to be taking innocent souls, both young and old, healthy and unhealthy. I do apologize for pouring out my worries to you when you have first-hand experience of illness and death. I long to see you. Not a day nor an hour goes past that I do not recall your touch. When will we see each other again? I yearn to look deeply into your beautiful face and your enchanting hazel eyes. Hurry up time and bring you home to me. Fondest love, Lizzie. My dearest Mary, what, what pain, pain I am in. in. Tragically, Mother passed away yesterday. I am still in utter bewilderment and shock. She seemed to be in the brightest of spirits after our weekly Sunday lunch, and, and then by Monday morning had developed a high fever. We called the family doctor to visit the house as Mother was too weak to move. Tuesday afternoon, her normally robust manner had become frail, and her once rosy cheeks had turned to an unnatural blue. The house feels so big, so empty, so quiet without her. I simply do not know what to do. Losing mother has made me value your companionship even more. I dream more than ever that we shall be reunited. Take care, my beloved. Lizzie. Hello? Anyone there? What is that? Hello? Uh, is anyone there? Hello? Hello? Oh, uh, breathe, Alex. It's probably a mouse. Sit down. Get a grip, girl. Oh. <clears throat> My dearest Lizzie, I am so, so sorry, sorry to, to hear, hear about, about mother's passing. My heart bleeds for you. Death is horrible. It's never a goodbye for our loved ones. You will see her again, I am certain of that. Not in this life, but in the next one. I have consulted my schedule and spoke to my matron, and she has given me compassionate leave to return to you. I had informed her that we were long-lost sisters and had lost touch due to our mother's alcoholism. A little indiscretion of a lie can sometimes help one's advantage. I am coming home to you. And we shall be reunited once more, my angel. My fondest love and my heart to you, Mary. Oh, so sweet. She was coming home to her, to be back together. Lizzie. Lizzie. Who said that? My dearest Mary, I am overjoyed that you are returning to me. My breathing has been somewhat strained these past few days, but I am sure all will be... Well, that's strange. She never finished this letter. Maybe there's another one. 
No more letters. The last one finished. How sad. Lizzie. Is that you? Oh, great, not the lights again. Where did I put the flashlight? My love, I am home. like it. Your eyes. I love your eyes. Okay. This is not funny anymore. Come out and show yourself. Stop teasing her, Mary. Me? Teasing her? Yes. So sweet. Look at her. (gasps) Young love. Sweet young love. That should be ours, Lizzie. Yours and mine. No one else is my angel. Just you and me. Forever and ever. I waited as long as I could. I know you did. I am sorry. I am here now. Thank you for saving me, my love. No one can ever know. Just us. Our secret. Please. Please don't hurt me. Shall we? Yes. Then we will be reunited. Please! Uh, please! Don't! 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 Ah, ah, no! my angel. You okay? Absolutely fine. My temperature is gone. Temperature? Yes, remember I said I had a temperature? Oh, I am sorry, my angel. I fell slightly on the stairs and banged my head in such a frightful way. I thought you had repaired them. Are you okay? When are you coming to me, my angel? Soon. Tomorrow, before the morning dew. What? You promised you would come to me. I will. My heart yearns for you, my sweetheart. I long for us to be together. To walk in the wood, smell the lavender, and feel your sweet, sweet smell of rose upon my cheek.
C.W.C. Wolsey, helping you stay sane in our new normal with this week's pandemic log. Now that the Spanish flu, or as I like to call it, the cough keistador gold, has required us to call off all fun, have you found your starry-eyed view of starlet starting to cloud over? Perhaps you have. Celebrities, they pretend to care about the common man and his problems, yet there they are, sitting in their ivory towers, glutted with creature comforts, Every modern luxury 1918 life affords, repeating the tired edict. We're all in this together. But have you noticed the moment they are interrupted by any small inconvenience that would disrupt their extravagant existence, they transform into petulant children? That said, these are trying times. We are under an unusual amount of pressure to stay calm and collected. Will we slip up? Of course. I myself have transgressed. For example, when one of my housekeepers... Martha or something, entered my study to deliver my afternoon aperitif, not only did she plate the caviar as if it were shad roll, but she was also unable to contain her fit of coughing and almost dropped the entire tray onto my hand-woven Persian rug. Can you imagine? I released her from my services immediately and threw her out onto the streets. Her incompetence was a stress upon my poor heart. Self-care, everyone. You must take care of yourself. I digress. In conclusion, celebrities are tone deaf. Not like you and I. Like how all those silent film stars tried to sing that folk song, Believe. It was tone deaf because they had no accompanist and none of them can sing. I'm CWC... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I'm CWC Wolsey and this... <coughs> this has been another entry <coughs> into the pandemic log. I am sure that I'll be back next week. <clears throat> Remember, we're all in <coughs> We're all in this together. New housekeeper, Martha, I think. Send this article to my editor and fetch my walking stick. I wish to go to a large political rally and perhaps an indoor restaurant. <laughs> Was Facing Time. The actors featured in this episode include Casey LaForest as Alex, Mary Murphy as Sam, Alison Gwynn as Lizzie, James Kleinman as the BBC Newsreader, and I played the part of Mary. Chris Wolsey plays CWC Wolsey, and he co-wrote the plogs with Liz Lizer. Facing Time was written by Tim MacArthur and directed by me. Fireside Mystery Theatre is produced by Gustavo Rodriguez and me for Fireside Mystery Productions. The delightful music for this episode was composed by Nico Slater. Liz Lizer is our operations guru. Casey LaForest is our social media maven. Faith Johnson is our production coordinator. Jason Graves composed our theme music. I manage our audio production, post-production, and sound design with additional sound design by Ricardo Delgado. A tremendous amount of work goes into creating and crafting every episode of Fireside Mystery Theater. And no doubt we do it because we love it. But it's the support of our Patreon patrons that helps us to grow and to sustain those efforts. Our patrons put the fuel in our tanks to keep our engines running. 
If you are already an FMT Patreon patron, you will always be our hero. And I assure you, as our hero, you will never be unsung. If you're not yet a patron, but toying with the idea, go ahead and sign up today. It's easy, and the perks are sweet. Just go to patreon.com slash fireside mystery theater, or follow the links from our website. We have all kinds of rewards, including our latest ad-free episodes as a bonus for $5 or more per month patrons. We are immensely grateful for any support you can give to help us keep the embers of our fireside flickering. May you be, dear listener, forever inoculated from all the things that drive one to mind the shadows. <laughs>